G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League podcast with the AFL Fantasy Podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars. We only talk about the lesser knowns and the players that are going to bring value to your draft and Keeper League teams. My name's Hef and I'm joined by my co-host Dossie. How are you going mate? G'day mate, going well. And how Kay? are you? So I'm good, thank you Doss. Yeah, don't you, usually Kay? ask that. How are you Hef? Yeah, I'm good, yeah. No one really cares how I am usually. That's, that's probably Yeah, the no, issue, I don't care. Yeah, no, I didn't think <laughs> so. Second that. Nah, Kay? come on mate. Kate, how are you? I'm well, thanks. That's good. You know, when ask me how I am. No, we just, we've just established that, haven't we've we? We've spoken for the last half an hour on the... We have, actually. Pod. We've been here a while waiting for Dossie, uh, doing his great work on the pod pod, turning yes. up. Award-winning pod pod, I hear. Award-winning? I, I just made it up. Oh, but, okay. you know, <laughs> Could it is award-winning. <laughs> what, what award did it win? Um, best... <laughs> loose trade of the week. Is best that, innovation in hosting. Is that right? 2022. Yeah, well, there you go. Wow. Dossie, what T-shirt are you wearing there, mate? It's a fantastic tee from my boy, Marmalade, also known as... Checkers, our boy. He was on the podcast a few weeks ago. Checkers, if you missed that episode, go back and check that one out. It was a great one. But uh, yeah, that is a classic T-shirt. Now, I saw a, um, saw a bit of a photo of that on Saturday night uh, at a very classy Adelaide venue, yes. otherwise known as the, the Wall Shed. Uh, what was yeah. going on there, Dossie? Oh, yeah, no, just Cutler. Cutler and... Um, <laughs> is that your yeah, yeah. like, Just a few quiet ones at the Wall yeah, Shed? Yeah, a few quiet ones, mate. no such thing sure. as a quiet one at the Wall Do Shed. Do they sell Blue Lagoons at the Wall Shed? Nah, yeah, it's a hard one to get, get my hands on one of those, but... Yeah. Um, no doubt, I'll make a return soon. What was your drink blues. of choice on Saturday night? I've got on the body lime and sodas lately. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> just watching the waist. Yeah, yeah. got to got to keep it keep it down. Now this, I believe, was just after you pinged a hamstring on Saturday. So elite recovery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you've got dusty here. Doesn't yeah, really no. talk about this. Rest, yeah. ice, cruises, elevation. But it was icy you know? to drink, so <laughs> yeah. it's all good. That's no, exactly what the uh, the doctor ordered. So that's right. Good on you, Dossie. All right. Uh, well. We'll stop stuffing around. But uh, it, is, it is a fantastic shirt, actually. I'm a bit jealous. Right. I kind of yeah. want to get myself one, actually. So it is really good. good. Yeah. I've got to Where say, they've, get done, it from? they've done a good job. Uh, the Carlton Draft. Yeah. yeah. I think. Nice. That's where I got it from. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. To get myself one on that uh, that fine website. Support, support the great work that uh, Marmalade and uh, Checkers does. Out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, let's get stuck in the show. Uh, before we do, we'll get uh, into our sponsorship plug. So, uh, again, the Manscape. Uh, what are they called? Boxer Briefs 2.0. So comfy. They are out. Dossie, did you end up going to check if they're still at the post office? Yeah, no, they're not. <laughs> they're gone. <laughs> they're not there. No. Does anyone know where they are? Yeah, um, back yeah probably, probably back there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think they're based in uh, in San Francisco or San Diego or something like that. It's so expensive return to yeah, send You might have to head all the way over there, Dusty, to find yours. <laughs> <laughs> Jump on the plane, see if you can find them. But uh, no, nah, they, are, they are the best thing ever. they got the jewel pouch, the micro modal fabric, um, the moisture wicking uh, material that it's made out of. Um, they're actually designed to reduce chafe. You know how we're talking about using your, um, your ball deodorant to reduce chafe? Mm. You don't even need to. If you just went and got these boxes, you would have been able to reduce Oh, the okay. Anyway, so wearing these in the wool shed, you'd be able to really strut some stuff. That's what I said on the like my big spiel the other week. <laughs> yeah, if you just show you the. Do they still have the ball there? Show the creatures the of the night those uh, little manscape waistband. Yeah, they still ride uh, the ball. The no, that, that's at the black ball these days. I think. Uh, oh, is I that think it? that moved years ago. Yeah. Oh. even back when I was uh, the heyday. A whippersnapper. Well, that's, yeah. a long, that's how long it has been since I've been out in yeah. Finley Street. In I think Adelaide. it'll be a long time since I go till I go back to. <laughs> that's an absolute lie. <laughs> that's a lie. You'll be there next weekend. <laughs> no, your record. No, but no. Anyway. Uh, Let's get into it. So, yeah, sorry, if you want to grab yourself a pair of those, head to manscaped.com, uh, use the code KEEPER20, score yourself 20% off and free shipping and wear the comfiest boxes in the world. All right, into the round rewind. 
All right, first game of the round was Melbourne versus Brisbane. Casey had the pleasure of watching this blockbuster game with two top of the table teams. Uh, tell us, yeah, no, the pleasure result, was not really the right word. The, resu- the result probably didn't go the uh, no the way, or I guess the the. The tight contest you're probably expecting didn't actually yes. happen, but what you see in terms of fantasy caves, that's the most important stuff. Well, anyway, we should probably start with Luke Jackson. I think um, I don't know if we've two G for paid him or not. Dossie was all over him this year. He was, you know, certainly number was. one ticket holder for the Luke Jackson fan club. And look, one twenty five points on the weekend. Why wouldn't you be? Um, look, look, everyone was raving about how good his game was. And look, many said he won the ruck battle, but like I thought it was a pretty even contest in the middle. Like. Luke Jackson's strength is obviously his follow-up work and you know, that was highlighted by the nine tackles and his nice snap for goal on the weekend. But look, he had 18 hitouts um, to 29. So big OMAC had 29. But look, Jackson had three clearances himself, but Oscar McInerney had 12. So like, um, I think, you know, for those people who are, you know, McInerney owners, I think they should actually be buoyed by the fact that, you know, two Reasonably young, good rucks went up against each other and had a good battle. But um, look, getting back onto Luke Jackson, I think it's a good start for him ruck-wise. Um, I just do think he's still a work in progress. I don't think he'll have any scoring issues once Gorn's finally gone, but it's going to be interesting to see how long we kind of sit in this weird, um, you know... Purgatory. Correct. That was exact. <laughs> how do you even know about the word? But, um, you know, I think... If you're an owner, and most people would own both, I reckon, or would hope to own both. Yeah, I think would. you know when they're when they're solo rock, you know, it's game on for, for either or. I think we're going to remember as well. This is the keeper league podcast, and not the not a classic podcast where mm. everyone's kind of raving about him in the classic world. But the thing is, in classic, he's going to be probably relevant in two weeks' time. Whereas here, we've actually just seen some good signs yeah, good for point. like yeah. the next like. Two, two, three years type thing. So, like, there'll be people out there kind of writing him off in a couple of weeks' time when he doesn't score as well with Gorn coming in. Okay. But you just got to imagine, you just got to remember that we've seen this potential of what he can actually score. Going and also forward. that he's now, what, isn't he a free agent this year as well? So, if he goes to a new destination, he might be able to, you know, take his game to the next level if he gets that role as well. So, so if you're in West Coast are coming hard for him, they would be, wouldn't they? They're after a ruck big time. Ooh, I bloody hope so, mate. <laughs> yeah. I would love that. Yeah, yeah I think, I think West, well, he's from WA. Yeah, so, yeah. and uh, yeah, Freo have the big Shawnee Dars. So, yeah. So you think that might be on the cards if he hasn't signed by now as well? Well, I think they're talking like millions like on the cards. So, yeah, but, yeah, geez, it'd be an investment, but it, it just depends be whether obviously it's going to have to be a decision Melbourne make whether they want to invest oh, yeah, that like, much and when seen, they've already got Gorn like there as well. 2.0. That's the thing. Like we've seen, yeah. like he's 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 probably like I don't know. On, on potential alone, he's worth it, but we've seen a lot of these kind of big contracts fail in the last few years. Like, you got to be pretty tentative with that. Regardless, I want him if he stays. I want him if he goes. He's still going to be gun and like. Um, I think this is the reason – do you think now – you know how at the start of the season I think part of my justification as well for having him so high in my rankings was mm. thinking he'd take a bit more of the load? Yeah. Do you think when Gorn comes back from injury that they sort of ease him back and, and give Jackson the 50, 60, 70 maybe percent mm. uh, ruck time and let Gorn play a little bit more forward just for a bit? It depends on how their other forwards are going. You know, like Tom McDonald was in like a moonbird on a scooter on the weekend, you know, when – so they're still going to need those key forwards up there. Maybe Gorn, you know, just kind of switches to key forward mode for a couple of weeks until he gets back mm-hmm. up and running. That might be the little sweet spot where you can have, um, you know, Jackson for a bit of an extended period. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, you got to love what you're seeing as a neither of them are like ruck. super awesome key forwards though. They just both of them are just gun ruckmen. Yeah, but they just can. Well, Jackson especially can leap, and you know, like Gorn's a pretty reliable set shot at goal. Yeah, so but like, why can he leap and take a grab up forward and kick a goal? 
It's just not that easy. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, neither, neither of them are good, like, great. They're, they're no, both no, no, so no. much better in The Rock. 100%. So it's like, you're going to, yeah, it's, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. Is that the same? You are. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, the only other demon who looked, uh, you know, keep a league worthy was probably Michael Hibbard. He had 71 points. And, you know, from a waiver wire perspective, he's one to look at. He's only 41% owned, 14 touches, six marks, five tackles. And since being back in the side, each week he's kind of looked likely for that 70. So if you're looking to, to just, you know, beef up your bench cover or you need a D5, I reckon he's worth looking at off the waiver wire this week. Uh, On to the Lions, Kadeen Coleman, 90 points for him. I just love this guy. He looks like a real fantasy player. Great size. Most importantly, loves a plus six and provides plenty of drive for the Lions off that halfback flank. He had 19 touches and 10 marks. And I reckon he's their next prime mover um, from defense when Dan Rich and Dane Zorko hang him up. I reckon he's got the goods. He's got a good leg. Um, Yeah, as I said, good size. And I reckon he's one you want to get a piece of now if you can. Uh, Harris Andrews at 88 points just a bit of a tip of the cap to him 18 touches but 12 marks and I know the brains trust here you know what happens when people have lots of marks their, their numbers go through the roof for those who missed it on Twitter we were giving Kay's a bit of shit uh, last week about um, his Tom Barras stat and I actually ran the figures about when a key defender takes 10 marks yes what they average and Tom Barras is actually underperforming when a key defender takes 10 marks well, it'd be so. nice if you had some of that information last week instead <laughs> well, of just lambasting I didn't, me. Was, I didn't think it was that relevant, but actually when I looked it up, I was, I was just interested. And like, yeah, the average is like 93.4 when a key defender takes 10 marks or more, they score around 90, 93 points. But anyway. Good stat. Yeah. Great stat, Kays. Well done. <laughs> uh, Cam Rayner had 78 points um, and did that thing again where he shows glimpses but fails to capitalize on his talent. One goal, 14 touches, eight tackles. And for me... Cam Rayner is at this massive crossroads, I think, in his career fantasy-wise. Like, he's either going to go the Christian Petraka route and go from being this guy who keeps tempting you and keeps letting you down, or is he going to go like a Jordan Dugowie who just kind of ends up being an 85 average forward? That's good. That is the biggest conundrum, I think. For me, honestly, don't know, because I was never a wrestling believer in Petraka. Obviously, egg on my face mm. there. But, um, you know, Cam Rayner's kind of almost showing those exact same signs. Yeah. Um, I'm all in now and, you know, I think I was kind of one of the doubters in the preseason just mm-hmm. because in his in his career up until his injury, he'd not even shown these sort of glimpses yet. Like, it was kind of just like one every, you know, out of the box. It'd just mm-hmm. be a couple of minutes where you're like, yep. oh, that looks good. But it never was like a full game, I don't feel. Mm-hmm. I reckon like, you know, his top score before this year might have been like an 80. Yeah. But this year he's shown a lot more and he's starting to do it consistently. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think it's it's easy to forget like he's coming off an ACL I Mm. always give 12 months like you need that 12 months to really get your confidence back in your fitness and like Mm. back into it starting to get a consistency going and yeah I'm I'm keen for next year like I'd be hoping to keep if you can I think, and I'll be targeting him next I year I think the minimum you're going to get is a Dugowie type these days like yeah, no, that's definitely. what you're going to get and so it's like that's still very very keepable yes. in most leagues but I think there's a massive population who are like nah he's going to be like yeah. the next big I thing I said at the start I- of the year I wanted a 70 average this year and I might get it by the end mm. and that's all I was that was a pass mark for me that's all I was really expecting the big thing is I'll just skip down is like so they played Tom Berry on the weekend he had 8 touches from 65% time on ground and James Tunstall, who had 31 points, nine touches from 58% time on ground. So they both played bugger all time on ground. This was when Jared Lyons basically broke his sternum in half, but, you know, he came back on the ground and these guys are still playing such minimal tog. And I think, you know, like Lyons is getting on, you know, Lockie Neal's not falling off a cliff by any stage, but like he's, you know, got a couple good years left. 
you know, maybe it's time that Cam Rainer, I think Zach Bale is the other one who they're like, they're almost a bit underrated at how good they are and because they're just showing those glimpses and maybe not putting those big fantasy scores together. But like, once they're going to flick the switch, of especially probably like Lions, mm. I reckon both, um, you know, Rainer and, and Bailey are going to be like whew, And exploding. we're also talking about midfield time and like mm. CBAs and how important they are. I know Kays is a non-believer, but even still for the season, Cam Rainer's attended 29% of CBAs and this was like 40%. Yeah. You know, the, a midfield, a proper midfield is up like 60, 70% at least. So. Which also means just on a kind of tangent, I guess he's going to probably keep forward status next year too, which mm-hmm. is a really good thing to see too. For sure. Yeah. And lastly, Brandon Stasevich, he had 69 points. And we always seem to get a few queries about this guy, I think on the, on the you know, question line. But um, for me, it looked good to the eye, his game, but also had a lot of opportunity because there was no Dane Zorko back there, 19 touches and, you know, really probably should have scored a bit more considering it was down there a heap. But um I'm totally firm on the belief that he's just going to be like a longer-term lockdown defender. So, like, he'll have some good games here and there like they all do. But, um, you know, they've got Coleman. They've got a couple other runners. Answorth a bit more. And I think Stasovic is that, you know, yeah, the def- reliable. Defending is his bread yeah, and butter. <coughs> correct. Yeah. Correct. Can so, I ask you a question on Melbourne, if you're finished on that yeah, point? Um, is there more concern now? Mm. We've seen Melbourne, they brought back in Stephen May, and now mm. we've seen... May alongside Salem and Gus Brayshaw and Salem's first score in this like obviously incredibly small sample we got one but he got in the 60s you've still got Hibbard back there as well as a ball user is there some worry for Salem owners that he might not get back to that ceiling because like what's happening now is you got Stephen May taking the kick-ins and mm. before it was either Salem or Gus Brayshaw sort of kicking to each other in the pockets it looks like Gus is the chosen guy to do that so is there any concern there from for Salem owners so Salem actually got a bit of a knee knock early in the game. Oh, okay. So I don't know if that necessarily it didn't rule him. Like yeah. it went it off for a little it bit. Went off for oh, a little okay. bit, and I don't know whether he was just like hundred percent right after that. That may be the explanation. Yeah. Um, very much a question that needs to be asked, though. Mm. You know, like watch, we've seen just watch over the next few weeks. I think. to watch. You know, we've seen guys like you know Jake Bowie's just stocks have gone down dramatically this year. You know, yeah. from because Salem's still eighty percent time on ground. Yeah. yeah. Whether he was affected by that, but yeah, that's good. that's the only thing. So. Mm. Interesting one to monitor. Um, you know, what happens with Brayshaw? You know, like, do they move him around? He seems to be the guy they could move around. Um, definitely one to monitor, but mm. off that little knock, I'm not I'm not too worried just yet. Yeah. All right. Let's get on to the Bulldogs versus Hawthorne game. And just interesting to note, at the start of the game, it seemed like um, Hawthorne had, had them on the... Uh, on the ropes for a little bit there, just because of the ma- the mismatches they had. They came, dogs came in tall in their back line, and they had a guy like Tim O'Brien was trying to guard your boy K's Dylan Moore, and uh, Dylan the was giving him an absolute bath early. So in that first quarter, Moore scored in the 50s, 50 plus, and so did Mitch Lewis. So they were having their way with the the dogs' defense there, but um, and it, it ended up the class ended up coming through for the dogs, and they got the job done. Let's talk about a few players, though. Um, Josh Shackey, uh, Buzz Dossier. I've, I've actually been told by the Pod Pod guys I can't use that anymore, given my uh, so you're gonna performances use it. You're gonna lately. Use it here. I can use it on here, though. Yeah, that's my loophole. But now, Josh Shackey, 81 points. Um, I think we should, we should install Buzz, a similar ruler. Yeah, Buzz, Buzz did flag this last week, <laughs> no, you though. you can do that. If you recall. If you recall, Buzz. Uh, so, listens to their rules and not your rules. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what'd you say, Josh Shackey? So he played a forward ruck role. I flagged it last week. Obviously, Tim English is out though. So whether or not this is sort of sustainable stuff, but I was seeing, I was like shades of Tom Boyd, just, you know, the the top draft pick that came in and finally found his feet. Jackie's looking like a player at the moment. Like his last couple of games, I know he scored in the 60s last week, but 
I'd just be just keep an eye on him. Like you might not have to add him just yet because it could just be you know a hot patch of form. But it's good to see Shacky as a former you know high draft pick. He's looking like Josh that Bruce sort play, of player sorry. now. No, he didn't. Okay, in this game, I think he got um he had an injury. He had a hamstring injury in the like after his back. VFL game. Right. It wasn't yeah, so he's still okay. a little bit away. Yeah, well then definitely Shacky. Mm. Uh, looking at and, and Tim English isn't going to play this week, so even if it's a one week play, still worth a try. Jason Johannesson, just a tip of the cap. It was vintage JJ in this game. Like he was playing, and you had eighteen touches, a couple of snags, but it was like vintage JJ. Looking at him, he's so fast, breaking through packs. I just want to give a tip of the cap because I used to love watching that guy play back in the day. Riley West is the big one, though, lads. Hundred and twelve points. Mm. Um. I was wrong on this one. I was thinking he needed a role change to be that relevant player. Um, obviously, I love the way he goes about it. His pressure on the ball, but 112 points, and he's looking like a forward. Now, I think you mentioned Hef last week. His ability to make, take those pack marks is what stood out to you. Like he took, oh a, yeah, he was yeah, well, like contested, <laughs> yeah, a couple of contested marks, and he did. He took a hanger on someone this week, so. I just think he's he's starting to look like um, they mentioned it on the broadcast. It was a good call. Like he just needs some continuity playing yeah. at AFL level. And I'm not um, getting too excited just yet, but I want to see. It yeah, it it's against the Hawks, yeah, and they've exactly. been typically a good matchup. percent owned, so you know you could throw a little. But bit of even, he's yeah. 21 years old. Like, yeah, and given um, this pedigree and everything. Exactly. So, yeah. look, he's one to get excited about, I think. He, he's fun to watch too. And, look, if you are down the bottom of your ladder and looking for a bit of um, fun to watch on the weekend, Riley West is definitely one of those guys with his tenacity on the ball. And just a little shout-out as well, Waitman got six points this week after kicking five and a half last week. His arm so, basically fell off last week, though. Yeah. So, it's probably well, something to do with and it. That's, I mean, look at Riley West probably taking that, yeah. taking a bit of that role there as yeah. well. On to the Hawks, Mitch Lewis, 97 points in the big fella got game, lads. Mitch Lewis. I like Mitch, I like Mitch Lewis. Yeah. Mm. So he's got he's been given Ruffy's number, Jared Ruffhead's number, and I can I'm starting to see why. So he's one to watch for the future. He's like getting 97 points. I mean, the dogs don't really have those tall defenders to match up on him, but um, yeah, he was fantastic with 97 points in this one. Bit of a tip of the cap, but also looking towards the future. Actually, sorry, um, just yeah, key forwards against the dogs is a big thing. This yeah, year. it is. It yeah. is. But um, I'm saying I reckon this year he's more of a matchup player. I do think there's some value there if you want to stream because I don't know about you guys, but I think by now, if you're on those sort of 12 to 14 keeper lists or whatever you are, if you're sort of in that shorter bracket, I reckon now's the time. you got to sort of look at those players you're looking to keep. And those other slots, start thinking about streaming a bit. I'm, yeah, I'm certainly doing it. If you're competing this year and, you know, a guy like if, if Mitch Lewis has a nice matchup, um, I think after this week, he's got Sam Taylor this week. But after that, I think he's got a couple of nice ones. Crowies. Yep. Eagles. But round 23, they play the dogs again. There you go. Oh, so he, final week. he could be a nice pickup this week nice. then just to ride it. You might have to bench him this week and then go from there. But yeah, good option. Connor McDonald, he's a guy that you would have mentioned in the preseason case as a fantasy stud as a junior. Mm-hmm. He only scored 67 points this year, but he's, I noticed him starting to get a few CBAs late in the game, and he looks like a breakout candidate for next year, especially mm-hmm. if they dump one of these guys like Tom Mitchell. High on my stash radar is Connor McDonald. Just keep it in your black book there. Love him. Yeah, like um, that. He, yeah he, he's starting to really look like that fantasy junior stud that we've seen. Now, Lockie Bramble, <laughs> this was one just off the eye test, 60 points. He was taking kick-ins. He was really just getting those ch- that cheap ball down back. And uh, I'm a fan despite the low score. I think he's still got something to give um, for us in our fantasy teams. Mm-hmm. 
All right, we'll move on to West Coast versus Essendon. Now, you guys complain when you have to watch like a dud matchup, you know, your North Melbournes, the teams that you guys actually support. Dustin loves North West Coast, Coast versus second side. Essendon, that yeah. sort of stuff. But like, I, I, and I completely understand you guys. You don't even watch, want to watch your own teams play when they're this bad. I get it. Yeah. But like, I'm the kind of guy who always says, I'll watch any game because I just love watching fantasy points. Mm. So I just love watching fantasy points rack up. There's only one ton in this game. There was no fantasy points in this game. Hey, so. this was a good game though. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care about good games. By the way. I don't care about the good way, games. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Kate. Yeah. I was going to say. I'm going to this bad boy. I was going to say. Now, Dossie, do you have anything you want to say? <sighs> Got the West Coast beanie on now. And uh, Hayes, I actually want to ask you. Yeah. Why'd you stitch us up like this? I wanted the number one pick and you've come out here and stitched us up. Mate, you stitch, us the you stitch yourself up by trying. That's the problem. Yeah. What are you doing? You're too proud of club. You know? A bit, a bit more proud than your lands, that's for sure. Will Ashcroft come down in the I hangar? Know. Actually, no, we're still two games clear of North, so I don't think that's happening. But Did you actually get to see any of the- <laughs> No, much I didn't see any of this. No. Yeah, lucky yeah, Actually, you. it wasn't a bad game, but I just don't, I don't care about good games. I just want fancy points, but there wasn't. there's only one ton. So, um, but two. Anyway. Who was the other one? Dylan Shield and Zach Merritt. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So, two tons. Mm-hmm. But anyway, there's only one ton of the free, for free as well, actually, which was a bit disappointing. But anyway, um, one guy I did like in this game was Willie Rioli. So, he had 94 points and he just continued his kind of midfield forward role that he's been doing the last couple of weeks. Um, had 11 CBAs. I know the three goals would have helped his score to get him to, to 94 points. But... Yeah, and he probably doesn't score that against, doesn't kick three goals against a good side, but the role looks nice, I think, at the moment. Right. So just one to actually watch when he's getting a bit of midfield time, I think, there. Um, Jamie Crap, Craps, <laughs> Jamie <laughs> Cripps, <laughs> um, he had 93 points. Um, look, last week, uh, I think, I was a case of getting annoyed by me because mm-hmm. I was showing uh, Dossie my 2018 grand final win where Jamie Cripps scored me 110 Living points in the past classic in the F. grand final. But uh, yeah, look, um, he had 93 points um, and he's had back-to-back 90s and averaging 80 from his last five. So I think it's just worth the kind of loophole option right now at the very minimum, maybe even a cheeky stream. I'm not sure what their matchups looks like. Interesting, in weeks. interesting stat for, yeah. for Cripps. Averages 66 in losses and 93 in wins. Ooh. Ooh. See, that's a stat. Yeah, well done. Oh, so like, when they're winning, won. they get more of the ball. And, you know, like, yeah. He's only played in one win this week. <laughs> anyway, um, Liam Duggan, uh, 88 points. Bit of midfield time, mainly defence. Um, just needs a little bit more consistency kind of to be considered. He's um, annoying. Yeah, he is. He's so up and down, isn't he? He mm. looks like when he's going to play like bulk midfield, he'll go okay. But then when, as soon as their kind of gun midfielders come back, he gets pushed back a little mm. bit as well. Yeah. Um, speaking about Backman, uh, Jermaine Jones continued that role off halfback. Mm. He had 85 points. Um, 70, 76 last week in that exact same role. So that's not bad. Wanted to keep your eye on. Just worried though, the tackles, building yeah. that score via the tackles rather than, you know, cheap marks around the back line. So he had eight tackles for that score. Yeah. That's not something sustainable for a defender, surely. Eh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, probably not. But he's a defender who's defending, which is nice. It is nice. He's like the anti-Aaron Hall. Or Alex Woodland. Mm. I want my with or back, with or back, with or back, with or back. <laughs> Ribs. Yeah, uh, Elliot Yo is the other one who's keeping with out of the side. He was on the halfback too, uh, 80 points. Mm. And that looks like that role might continue somehow. So, yeah, you might not get your with or back ribs anytime soon. <laughs> Who was that? Sorry? Elliot Yo. Oh, yeah. 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 And with it only had one tackle in the waffle that's, again. That's actually super interesting <laughs> for keepers because, like, he's gonna he's probably going to have your defender status next If he plays out a year in that year. role, he will. Yeah, yeah. 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 Because uh, I don't know if he'll be able to get it um, quick enough for this year, but next no. year, yeah. I think position changes for Ultimate Footy come out this week and yeah, for Fantasy it. next week. Yeah, and it won't be quick enough to get nah, the status, no. I don't think, but next year, it's next juicy. Year. Juicy Definitely. as. Especially if he moves back in the guts and then you got that guy again. For sure. 
Um, Jake Kelly, I'm not sure what's going on with this guy. Like, he takes popped up last couple of weeks, I think, with a few decent scores. But we just keep seeing him getting kicked to him. Like, he just keeps taking marks. Like, he's just sitting back there and he'll just, just be the guy underneath it. So, I think it's a tip of the cap performance, but one to look mm. at just in case something has changed there. Um, Dylan Shield, 2G4P, we did this last week, didn't we? It was 2G4P? Uh, yeah. Shield, yeah, yeah, I think we did. Keep but, yeah, again, it would have been a great pickup yeah, had yeah. you um, mm-hmm. done that a few weeks back. See, I've got 97 here, so he must have had an adjustment afterwards. Anyway. Uh, possibly. Uh, Peter Wright um, had 80 points on the back of four goals. I reckon this is just expected against West Coast, though. Just stream key forwards against West Coast because they go pretty well. Jai Caldwell had 83 points. He was right up uh, there in the midfield mix and looks so much more comfortable since he's been playing back in there a lot more in the last few weeks. But we got to mention that Parrish wasn't there again. So it's another one to actually think about. Um, Jake Stringer had 74 points. Midfield role um, combined with a bit of forward, I guess. Midfield role continued. Three goals next to his name. I think he's one you just got to grab as a forward um, going forward just as a stream option, I think, because he generally has strong back ends of the season. Not playing for a contract this year, though, so it might not be as big, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Archie Perkins, um, he had 63 points. He had four shots at goal, only kicked one, but he's developing nicely regardless. The commentators actually were just going on about how much like he's developed this year and how much he's actually catching their eye. And you know when the commentators actually notice him, they're actually doing okay because they miss half the players that are out there. So, um, yeah, he's actually doing all right this year and should keep forward status, be primed for that third-year breakout next year. So I reckon if you're not contending, he's one you're trading in now. You're targeting yeah. pretty hard Big right time. now. Love the perk. Yeah, he's going to be... And just looks like a looks like he's going to be a gun. I reckon. Just has that look about him. Mm-hmm. Um, last or second to last, uh, Massimo D'Ambrosio. He had fifty two points. Slow start again. I think he was a donut Ambrosio. He was again, wasn't quarter. he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's a thing. But um, the thing is, like his touch is just class. And like in future, I think Essendon are going to want the ball in his hands if he can use it like that. So um, yeah, I think they, again, commentators were saying like I don't think they've seen him doing ineffective disposal so mm. far. I think after they said that, he did a couple. Going to have to wait till Mason Redgoat hang, hangs him up though. I reckon, mate. No, oh, who knows? <laughs> Number one, take a while. But um, and the last one, deal. Kyle Langford. I didn't realize he was back, but yeah, he has fifty three points. I think there's a listener question from him later on. But um, what do you think he goes for the rest of the season? Do you reckon he can get back to that kind of high eighty, kind of low ninety was, type player? Was he just super rusty? So, Seems looking like, like six clangers from seventeen disposals. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And he's a guy I really like as a as a player as well. Yeah, like, sits on that outside and gets a few cheap kicks. It's good for fantasy, that's for sure. Mm. Um, was moved straight into Carlton versus Fremantle. That was my next game. Now, guys, I had to choose between who was it? Um, oh, James Wolfe scored seventy two on my bench. And I was like, do I take the chance on Zach Fisher, who's averaging like 64? Mm-hmm. Or do I take the Warple 74? I took the Warple 74. I thought I played a safe, safe, yeah, safe move. And then Zach Fisher goes and gets 112 points straight after <laughs> that. So I uh, had 11 CBA, so a lot of midfield time in this game as well. Wow. Um, and then when he wasn't in the midfield, he would just run straight off like the half-forward flank and be, get that next kick in there anyway. What, what was that so, about? Was no, there – there wasn't any – No, there's no real injuries. No, um, who's been um, – oh, George Hewitt has been moved out. I haven't actually checked the numbers this week, but I did write my CBA article. He had like a season low um, CBAs last week. I'm not sure if it was the same this week, but yeah. Was there any? Re- was he tagging outside like Brayshaw or something? No, having a look at him. Pretty loose. Or? No, there's no one, like Brayshaw. They kept rotating onto Brayshaw. Like lots of different players went to him, but yeah, it was just um, yeah into the midfield this week. So. Interesting to have a look at there. Like, like I said, I know noticed George Hewitt dropped last week, but I'm not sure if he dropped again oh, no, this week. Oh, no, he's back up this week. Back up this week, so it wasn't that. Yeah, no. yeah, I'm not really sure what's going on then. But yeah, he's, that's just handy list as a forward. I don't think he's going to do it every week. It's just he'll pop up every now and then with scores like that. Uh, Walsh dipped a bit. But Walsh had a huge game on the outside, mm. though. So, yeah, maybe that's it. They just kind of rotate Walsh back out. Who knows? But anyway, good score. I think it's just a tip of the cap, but... 
He's a handy own if you've got him. Um, Jack Noons played his 200th game uh, in my other group chat. Other people were saying they couldn't even describe what Jack Noons looked like, but yeah, <laughs> he's all right. Um, on a wing, milestone game, scored a big score. Tip of the cap, though, I think more than anything. Um, Jack Silvani had 93 points, kicked the goal, took 10 marks. There you go, okay, it's 93, that's the average, <laughs> right on it. <laughs> was uh, was a chop out in the ruck too. It's just been a great F4 kind of Love range Jack Silvani for the so, next few years. Yeah, so. I really do. Yeah, because I, I don't think they're going to roll with Pitney too much. I think it's going to be Taconing and Silvani. I think that's probably the best way to go, especially when they've got other key forwards up there in Yeah, Mackay so you're not, you're yeah, not, you're not, you're not really away. rubbing yeah, anyone up yeah. there. Keep playing to the third tall, chuck him at the ruck. It's a pretty um, awesome situation to be in if you're Carlton. Um, Frio, though, yeah, the midfield just got absolutely monstered. Just couldn't really take possession. Monstered by Zach Fisher, a sentence <laughs> yeah. that should never be uttered. <laughs> exactly. Will Brody was the only 100 plus score for them. And, like, yeah, I had Brayshaw captain in, or vice captain in our league, captain in classic, got me 80 points mm. after going 150 and 140 or something. It's ridiculous. Just uh, interesting, a few interesting things. So, Ethan Hughes, he was playing on a wing. So a bit of a role change. I do know that Acres is still out and probably coming back in the next two weeks, but lifted as a defender, scoring 69 points. Probably not the worst uh, stream for last week anyway, and just kind of monitor if he does it again this week. Um, and then Liam Henry um, had 79 points. He was on forward and kind of up the ground wing, kind of outside role, half forward role as well. Um, ran hard all day, worked hard to find the footy. Um, just a tip of the cap, I think. But he was one that was pretty interesting early on in the year because he was talked about getting a bit of midfield time uh, on that wing. Which kind of did come to fruition early, but didn't really hold. But mm. yeah, had a good game this week. So kind of showed the class that everyone's talked about for a while. Let's move on to the Geelong versus Richmond game with you, Kays. Yeah, after the fizzer, that was Thursday night's blockbuster. Geelong, Richmond uh, really delivered the hype. Full on hectic first half. Sensational game and obviously some carnage early. And I reckon Tom Stewart gets four weeks. I thought maybe five, but I think it's going to be four. When do we find out? Uh, it's going to the tribunal, so, so tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow yeah. yeah. I, reckon, I reckon he's looking at a month. But um, so without him, there's a little juicy fantasy roll-up for grabs. Oh, now, yeah. obviously, <laughs> oh, me yeah. and Dusty are looking at each other just thinking it's goat <laughs> slash zote <laughs> season. Zote. Please pronounce it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, goat is like the soft Z. You know? uh, okay. um, <laughs> yeah, I get it. But uh, yeah, look, Zach was uh, rested. And then brought in as the sub and then activated, well, not even activated, then he was brought in as a late in. So he went from, dro- not dropped, but uh, rested to playing very quickly. And he was basically playing key back on the weekend. Um, kind of spent a bit of time on Jack Rewalt. Um, I suppose, is he the man who takes the, you know, the juicy, the juicy Tom Stewart role? Yes. Or is it Jack Henry? So mm. Jack Henry had 61 on the weekend and he actually played up forward, uh, strangely. So, uh, Interesting move by Chris Scott. Kicked the goal early and then kicked the goal late. and Kicked the game winner, didn't he? Yeah. So, yeah. is this kind of more of a, you know, he missed 10 weeks, I think, of footy or maybe uh, longer with the buys. Was it just purely moved to ease him back into, you know, AFL footy? You know, we've got Tom Hawkins up there. you got Jeremy Cameron. He can just kind of play as a third tool up there, just take a bit of heat out there. Or is it a bit of a, a move? So, he might be the one who could go back. He's only 10% owned. So, he's a really, really good uh, waiver wire pickup this week on that, on the off chance. So, Coin flip between uh, Jack Henry and, and the Zote. Dossie, who are you thinking? I'm thinking the Zote. Mm. Hef, lock it in. Uh, look, probably the Zote. Like, that's just because when Guthrie goes, I'm sorry, when um, Stuart goes out, Guthrie tends to go big. So, yeah. I think he, yeah, I think that's his going to happen. Yeah, it's just that the roles, I think, is similar. Like, Jack Henry's more of that tall lockdown player. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. can actually defend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and they need me. that distributor Excuse off the back me. line. And- <laughs> 
the Zotes disposal may be a little bit shaky at, at times, but he has shown an ability to get those intercepts He's in a and, good and start, the, yeah, start the rebound. So. Uh, Tyson Steele and uh, Jeremy Cameron both kick three and put up 80s and, and continue their good form. You'd be stoked if you picked up, you know, Stengel off the waiver wire early this year or drafted him well, later. Someone picked him up in the mid-season draft a couple of weeks ago in our yeah. league. Geelong supporter. That's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good going. Uh, and Tommy Atkins, he had 69 points and 21 touches with eight clearances. Obviously, continues that midfield role. Jeez. The score is not necessarily there, but... Uh, does Danger come back this week? I saw he might not because Geelong have like a five-day five, ga- five day turnaround. So The traders are saying he ran 10Ks on the weekend. So, so you yeah. probably ran 10Ks on the weekend. I did. Yeah. So that's, that's the reason why I threw and you're not even I wanted you to you. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if Hef's told you, Dossie, but he's getting into running. <laughs> oh, he's told I, me. I've got, I've got like screenshots on his like Strava or something. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. What minute minute kilometers are you doing or whatever it's called uh, 10 was 525 yeah nice not too bad yeah. solid going yeah, I, was, I just put that up there just want Doss to actually recruit me to Kenilworth if, you, if I need someone to take a spot did you win on the weekend Doss uh, lost by a point half could have been the difference could have been there mm. anyway. if we had more listeners nah, we, he might be playing I think we won the B's mate so ouch oh, any, well, gee that B grade team won yeah, real backhand. Sorry, real backhand Sorry. Uh, they didn't score a point against us, I don't think. But anyway, you know, don't come up with mine against the Cats all the time, do they? That's it. Yeah. Uh, Camden McIntosh for the Tigers. He gave young Maxi Holmes a bit of a lesson on the wing. Uh, he had 21 touches, eight marks and five tackles. And look, he's been playing some pretty solid footy of late. Um, PB for the season, but probably more of a tip of the cap. However, I think he's great bench cover. I'm doing that in my home league and it was a nice... Um, Nice little loop in this week. So if you you know just need some cover, look at K Mac. Uh, Liam Baker, he had 92 points. Started on the halfback flank, then went into the middle after Meatball Prestia got absolutely rolled. Um, 24 touches and seven clearances for Baker. Uh, kicked the goal off that halfback flank early too. Now he's definitely one to monitor because Prestia is likely to miss one or two weeks going forward. So um, just you know if you. I don't know if he's going to be available, but um, you know, I reckon Liam Baker's in for a good couple of weeks because he's likely to play midfield, I think. Yeah. Uh, Jack Ross is another one. He he played really well when uh, Prestia came off, played a lot more inside mid, which is what we've always kind of pegged him to do. 77 points from him, and um, yeah, he was very instrumental in getting the, the Tigers back into the game in the third quarter. Uh, six clearances for the game, 25 touches. However, a little bit too handball happy for me. 14, uh, 14 handballs, 11 kicks. Need to improve that, please, Jack. Uh, he's another one, 37% owned, so one you could st- uh, stream or, or pick up off the waiver wire. Did you have him on the waiver wire pod? I did, Good. yes. And um, lastly, Dusty Martin, 75 points. Now, he's definitely now just a full-time half-forward flanker. Um, he's had some issues this year, obviously, but the scores just really aren't there. So I think, you know, owners now have to go into that stage of tempering their expectations. They really and, haven't been there for a couple of years now. But, you know, he's always... But he's had that midfield time. Yeah, and, yeah, know, I know like, what you and, mean. But like, I'm just the, saying, like, I yeah. Think, but he, playing that role in some teams, he'd actually be a really good player. But Richmond are so shit at fantasy that he's playing a dud role in you know, a team that, yeah, yeah. that don't play that fantasy-friendly role. So yeah. um, if people were throwing Dusty back onto their, uh, you know, um, into the pool next year, I wouldn't be surprised. All right. Well, moving on to the Sydney St Kilda game, and speaking mm. of guys, you throw them back to the pool. Okay. Uh, 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 <laughs> oh, the way you've been talking about Jake Lloyd the last few weeks. Let me bring up some stats if, if you want to rebuttal. No, and if good, no and good. I've done some Sherlock Casey. No, of course. <laughs> Your stats are just the most biased ones that you can ever pick. Like you know, he like he had like 
He had a uh, he had he had two kicks that went backwards, so that means he's he's going backwards in fantasy. That's generally the way Kays looks at his stats. No, 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 no. Um, look, Jake Lloyd, you, you've written him off. You no. B2P essentially. You brought I him did back. Not. Well, you've talked about him every week, so that's back to the pot in my eyes. Let me just start. Uh, <laughs> Hold on, let, let me, me just mine. quote. I'll quote you. Okay. I'll quote you. Gonski yes. was the term you used in yes. uh, round four, I think it was. And yes. then he went and scored back-to-back hundreds after that. Mm. Now he's scored <laughs> 141 this week and you're still trying to rebut it. He's averaging 90 now with the, the cushiest run home, I reckon, for a general def- a general running defender that Not you can actually have. Back. But this, My, this, uh, now's the time you could go, look, sorry, Hef, I apologise. I was really just trying to stir you up. I didn't actually believe it. I wasn't actually. I didn't actually think that about it. I might Lloyd. double down. All right. So <laughs> my initial quotes, I went back and watched the video because, you know, I'm a professional. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now I'm not going to B2P this guy. That was stated. <laughs> Yet talk about him every week after I that. I believe it's time to start thinking about trading out Jake Lloyd is what I said. Now. What would you, you say last week? Well, whenever I said it originally. <laughs> yeah, no, but I'm saying what would you say last week after he was 44? Yeah, he's crap. Mm. Anyway, so Jake Lloyd was the 23rd player drafted in our ADP data rankings, right? So, you you surveyed the people, and yeah. he was the twenty third picked, right? So that's your second or third pick in a draft. So you've wasted your second or third. But player. I didn't do that because I've had him for ten years. Not about it. So yeah, he's averaging eighty nine point two. He's the sixty third best averaging player in the league. The nineteenth best averaging defender in the league. Yep. So definitely capable. Like definitely one of the better players in the competition no, that you want to roll with. He's twenty nine at year's end. Yeah. His teammate slash arch nemesis is up twenty points per game, which is the lizard from last year. And <laughs> he's only averaging the same and he's only averaging ten points per game less than you know the greatest player of all time, Jake Lloyd. Apparently. Not the greatest of all time. Just now, not, just not worth writing. When with. I made my call, Jake Lloyd was averaging eighty six point seven. And all he's done is move that up, what, 2.5 to 89.2? 86. So, thank fuck he pulled out a 141. Otherwise, he'd be... <laughs> do not doubt the oracle. I am oh, correct. Jesus. Follow me to the promised land. <laughs> oh, dear. I don't know how you can't dig yourself out of that one. Really to, I'm stating facts. You'll be able to clip that one for the social. All I said, all all I said was you should start to think about trading him. Just because, just because they're the facts stats, don't mean they point to anything relevant. Right? You should like, trade him. He's the, he's the most... He is... Probably Case. fantasy's most I don't know if you tradable understand. commodity. I don't know if you know how you understand how trades work, but there needs mm. to be two parties and it needs to be agreed by both parties. Now, yeah. when you when you bag him, he has a bad mm. week and there's no way you're going to actually trade him like to his full value after he has a bad week. Trade right. him now. Trade him off for 141. <laughs> I don't want to trade him. I don't I'm trade not him talking about you. I'm talking about people. But I'm saying that you're, like- You just care because you and own you're him. you're saying is like, yeah, I, I, like, I agree if you drafted him highly, then yeah, you probably wasted a few- Like you probably could have- well, probably. Not waste. It's not he really wasted. Pick like, 23 and he's the 19th- I reckon, if you, I reckon if you went through the list this year of people drafted highly, there's way worse players than Jake Lloyd that no, you should I be picking went through up. It. Most people are averaging over 100. Are that from last year? Yeah. From where the ADPs were? Yeah. I can do a full breakdown Case, this week. To anyway. assist your argument, mm. medium defenders against St. Kilda mm. is the uh, second easiest matchup. That's fine. But look at his run home. Behind Melbourne. Look at the players. Just. Look at the teams he's played this year and how hard they've been in terms of matchups. Then look at his run home. <laughs> It's, it's lizard big. season, bro. Lizard still scored well. They both scored well. Exactly. But yeah, Jake Lloyd's going down and Lizard's going down. I'm going to be following the Oracle to the promised land, I think, on this Oh, one. it's going to be a good end of this season. <laughs> I reckon he gets that average up to, <laughs> to yeah, what? 90, 93, 94. And that's just nowhere oh, near being mentioned on this podcast. Not the best. It wasn't about but being, not worth, I never want to B2P him. I just said you should trade him. But like, what do I get in return? You could get, you, at the point, you could have got someone really, really good. Well, like, he's higher now. So what am I getting in return? He's got 140 this week. Who would you want? 
I don't, like, I don't know what I'd get though. Like, I'd want, I'd want to probably if I was going to trade a you ninety trade, averaging. So you're probably the worst. No, person if I was going to trade a Australia. ninety averaging midfielder, oh, sorry, defender, I'd want a hundred averaging midfielder in return. You I want ten points plus. I don't. I very much doubt I would. Like, I have Jake Lloyd in in one of my leagues. Maybe I'll try yeah, it like out. fish him out see what you can get <laughs> that's the thing like you're just not going to get like what you want for any like that's why trades just oh don't happen God. because I'd want that and they'll be like and that person who owns that <sighs> midfielder goes no I don't want to go backwards 10 points and that's just what happens yeah, he does have a good run yeah I told you <laughs> he's going to be huge and he's got Saints in round 23 yeah in the grand final week it's going to be huge like it's going to be very funny end of the um, season giving into K's every week right, I might bring him in classic well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's a very good value you're not allowed to talk about him because he's too good for the exactly. pot exactly so let's so not you bring broke up your own rule let's not bring him up move on lads come on Spent yeah, 10 minutes talking about Jake Lloyd then. Um, Tom Papley had 95 points, uh, kicked two goals and had a run in the midfield. Um, he kind of does that from time to time, but he's just super up and down. So, but yeah, he was getting CBAs in the last quarter, which is kind of fun, but it kind of goes to show how on top of Sydney were. Uh, Tom Hickey, uh, 93 points, uh, 20 hitouts, um, lost to Marshall, 39 hitouts, but uh, it was serviceable. But Mike gives Laddams out of the side after his suspension. I think he might be on the nose at Sydney Laddams just after his behaviour last week. Um, so they might keep Hickey in for a while it's to kind a of teach him a lesson. It's a risk to take, isn't it? What do you mean? Like bring him in and then realising this? No, I know. I mean, just more so they might give him more of a like a, uh, a punishment. Couple, yeah, a couple like, weeks, yeah, weeks, two weeks, weeks on the yeah, not, go, yeah. yeah, not full time. Um, Robbie Fox has a late replacement, 91 points. He's playing a defence. I don't really know what was going on there. Just had a big game. Oh, basically, senior defenders just really went well. And I guess, Dossie, you quoted that they kind of go well against St Kilda. So. Yeah, they're basically yeah. the easiest matchup alongside Melbourne. Yeah, probably. For medium there. defenders, yeah. Um, Dylan Stevens now, like 79 points. He had 51 at half time, but then faded. And this has kind of happened throughout the year, actually. He's had big first halves and then gone missing in the second. So I don't know if it's a tank issue. Dossie, I know you're the TOG man. Can you get up some time on ground numbers for me? I'm pretty Stevens, sure. Stevens, pro- yeah. 79%. Yeah, I was going to say, they would have been reasonably higher, but I think he might just get a bit gassed um, when he's out there because he seems to fade off um, towards the end of the game. I have a feeling he's one of the better runners, to be honest. But just I'm, I don't know. Just he's fading in games. I'm just trying to work out why. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think he might get another game or two in uh, in this like this kind of stretch because he was pretty good on the weekend, used the ball really well. And if he does get another couple of games, I just hope he grabs his chance and he can just kind of you know lock a spot down. I know McInerney was out in this game, but like I said, he probably played too well to get dropped this week, so he might be given another chance. And it, it seemed like all year like we haven't really figured out who. Sydney's wings really are because we've been playing Kennedy there. We playing like there's been like then Heaney goes up there for a bit. Kind of like there could be a spot that he could mm-hmm. lock down for a while. It'd be interesting to see. Um, so basically, Dylan Stevens' best strength is his endurance. So just in terms of your top, yeah. In terms I just of don't your, know why yeah. he's fading yeah. in every game. So it must be something else. Yeah, might be getting moved off. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Braden Campbell uh, had 34 points. Now, not a great score, but playing on the wing. So I just thought that was interesting as well. Mm, not as much in defence. Um, but yeah, there wasn't a lot for St Kilda. Nazir um, Wanganin Miller is one that I really liked, though. He had 76 points. Outside type, can play on wing, but he's got a good kick. Um, I think he's one they'll trust going long term. So he's one I'd be stashing for the future. If you're rebuilding, yeah. are you going to are you buying Braden Campbell based on what we saw last year and, and those flashes based, uh, and just chalking this up for a sophomore slump this year if I could get him super cheap like dirt cheap but I wouldn't be paying up for him at all like if you're I rebuilding and no, nothing yeah. to lose that's probably the time when I think our, about in our league where we only keep 16 yeah. he's unkeepable yeah. like, you can't keep him yeah. I don't think he's gonna, I don't deep. think he's popping next year which is the thing like I think he's probably another two three but, years but away but Kays you're the third year breakout um, I am but you know, you know there's always outliers as Heffers told me about CBAs mm. Mm. 
There's always a few players that don't fit the mold. That's yeah. the way. But there's like it's opportunity. Like who's really you know, Kennedy's not even playing at the moment. Like who else is dropped? Luke Parker's the next oldest, and he's not going anywhere. Like I just don't know where who's missing out from that side. That's gonna. Mm. Give I just him saw more so much. I saw so much promise. I'm not giving up. Yeah, I, oh, think I, I love I'm, him. I'm, yeah. I'm just. I just don't think next year's if his year. If Sydney weren't such a young side, yeah. like he'd be gold. But well, he'd be yeah. one unless we see you know unless it's too late and we see a lot of stuff in the preseason. He'd be one I'd be. Picking up late in a draft next year if he goes back to the pool and just mm. just hope. You know? Yeah, yeah. Late late pick next year is where yeah. I'd take him to. Yeah. yeah. Let's move on. Next game. Dos North versus Ooh, Adelaide. It's me. North versus Adelaide. An absolute snooze fest. And as I was recovering from my glorious <laughs> night at the shed, I may have nodded off a couple of times <laughs> in this game. So uh, if there's detailed questions, I may not have the answer. Uh, but Darcy Fogarty, 105 points, starting to really show some class um, and putting a few good games together. So tonning up in this one, eight marks, four snags, starting to reach his potential. Do you guys have any interest in him long-term as that sort of key forward that might be able to score? I mean, putting together 20 touches is very nice for a key I'll forward. I'll quote it again. Not many key forwards score yeah. well in fantasy. So it's um, <laughs> like late, late pickups to round out your team for me. Like, you know, he's just that. He's such yeah. a big bull that he almost could be one of those like, I mean, not stringer, but someone that could go through the midfield a bit too. So, you know? so I saw this uh, stat today. So, Darcy Fogarty's now played 50 games. I saw this. And he's kicked 64 goals. So, for reference, after 50 games, Rewalt had kicked 65, Josh Kennedy 63, Tom Lynch 62, Tom mm. Hawkins 57, John O'Brown 45. Like, I know he's a bit older than some of those guys. But, but like, Kays is trying to say he's the next one of these guys. No, but you said he could be the next. Like, if you're talking size-wise, he's Tom Hawkins kind of build. Like, if he can yeah, build that. girthy. That, yeah, exactly. That girthy. <laughs> Tom Hawkins is as well, like. Got good late in his career. You know True, I mean? but so like, like, what's Fogarty like? Twenty? No, no, I'm not, I'm not like, doubting him. I'm just saying, like, again, he's not something I'd be targeting. Like in my best eighteen players. No, no, but no. Yeah, but like someone you'd kind of take a, a punt mid, on later mid to late on. next yeah, year. Yeah, I reckon yeah. he's worth yeah, a look. Yeah, I don't mind that. Kind of like Tex Walker. He's Maybe still twenty two. Really? Yeah, he's twenty two. He just looks like a he's a man beast. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm interested because you know, like someone like a um, Tom Hawkins has always been potentially like one of your last keepers or just a, a safe. 70 kind of average mm. forward that you just need sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've been impressed anyway. And and other than a lot of key forwards these days, he he's a dead eye. I think his other big game now. was against West Coast a few weeks ago as well. It I was. Say. But, yeah. you know, just just keep an eye on I'm not saying go yeah. and bloody run to gab, grab yeah, him. I'm nah, just saying. I agree. Nice little, You're not oh, trading for Jake Lloyd yet. Not Let's yet. talk about your boy, Kays. Yeah, hit me. Harry Schoenberg. Go. 71 points, uh, 13 disposals and nine tackles with zero marks. Love but that. Laying a bit of pressure on there in the midfield. And he was third for CBAs um, for the Crows with 20. So, obviously, they've. I think the reason they've done this, they've seen the North Melbourne matchup. They've been like, okay, well, we know what we've, we're getting with Crouch. Mm-hmm. I think he was a bit flabbergasted that he was dropped after playing pretty well in, in the AFL the last few weeks, Matt Crouch. But... Um, they've chucked Schomburg in there. He's had the five clearances, four inside fifties, which I think was equal for inside fifties um, for the for the midfielders that got plenty of time in there. Good boy, looked all right without touch, uh, setting the world on fire. But Crouch had, I think, forty two touches or something in the sample. Does your boy just make way again, or do they they ride with him for another week? Forty two sounds great, but he had twenty nine handballs. That means he's getting the, doing the hard work, getting yeah. the pill, and giving which, which, which is not which is not which is not which is not his issue. His <laughs> issue is. Kicking the football, which they want him to do. They want him to penetrate. He's not yeah. penetrating with 29 handballs. What was, was Schoenberg's kicking percentage this week? Because that's usually pretty low. I'm not sure. Doss did yeah, this game. Yeah, no. That's a good point. I don't but, know. Um, I, I don't know either right now. I yeah. don't have it in front of me. Jeez, I've really sucked the, the air out of Hef's sails after our Lloyd debate. 
Well, he had he had like, the four clangers, no, don't worry. so not too bad. But I think you know I'm not going to penalise him for not racking up because that's why they've got Laird and Keys in there to absolutely rack up. So um, yeah, it's a tough one. Let's just see where that goes. You still, keys. Keys still high on him long term, mate. Still uh, huge on him, or, or you lowered your expectations a little bit. Well, how? Well, actually, one you got next is Hately. He didn't get any CBA, so yep. are they just? Do you reckon they're playing around with all this kind of? Mix I like what you just said though as well. Like it did, it did benefit Keys heaps because after the last few weeks, I was looking at Keys like yeah. if this continues, he's just going to be your average midfielder. If that makeup they're gonna, stays the yeah. same, they're going to have to it's like choose. thirty touches you're taking out with crash. Yeah. You know, they're going like, to have to choose. Like you can't almost have, can't have both. Well, I reckon they. Crouch. Well, I reckon they trade Crouch at the end. Of the well, year. Yeah, that's the, what's going to happen. But and um, if they can get in a better, more explosive, you know, ball user, then that yeah. kind of keeps Laird and maybe like Keys. Horn Francis or something. Ooh, mm. you're hearing something? Nah, I just uh, know, well, everyone knows he doesn't really want to stay north. He's going to come back there. Play him. I think the issue. His stepdad did play before though. So. The issue with Schomburg this year is that he's not able to play that forward mid role that he had last year because they got a lot of quality forwards that mm. are sort of you know, Rochelle and, and yep. they've got like guys that they're playing there weekly mm. that he's now struggling. It's like if he plays, he has to be that sort of primo midfielder. And yeah, it's just, yeah, we'll see where it goes. But yeah, Hately moving to the outside. I've got him down here at 74 points. Just looks like they're trying to sort of mold him into the next. It's like the next Blake Ake is almost where it's like, you're always hoping for him to be that inside player, but he mm. always, for some reason, isn't getting in there. So just something to look at going forward. For North Melbourne, um, just to note, they had a very veteran-heavy midfield again, which is something that they keep considering. They keep doing. It's like I thought this year was going to be the rebuild. I think the coach is just on a nice edge, trying to get anything out of the players right now. So you saw LDU, Simpkin, Greenwood, Anderson, not much else. So guys mm-hmm. like Powell, Taron Thomas, the, the people that we thought were going to come in here, and even um, Will Phillips, who's been mm-hmm. unsighted all year with you know illnesses and other weird mm-hmm. stuff going on with him. Anyway, we saw a veteran heavy midfield again. So, Hugh Greenwood was good. He's not too good for the podcast this year, averaging under 80. So, 96 points. Um, his revenge game for the Crows, bit of a tip of the cap, I think, more than anything. But, hey, could be a heartbeat for you on your run home as well for, mm. if you're looking for a midfielder. Tristan Sherry, though, 92 points. Awesome signs from him. I don't know how you guys think about him in terms of the hierarchy of young rucks going forward, but he's pretty high on my radar. Given that there's like no rucks playing at the moment, yeah, <laughs> like they're all injured. Yeah. He's up there, like he's you know making waves. He had a sure. really dominant area. Like there was a couple of times when he was just sitting behind the play, taking every mark, and like he had a couple of big quarters. But um, the fact he's not even playing full time ruck at the moment Did you with see the Goldie dog on the weekend. He's up there, Goldie. No, Cherry. 92 points yeah, and 57% there. tog. Oh, wow. Okay, sorry. Far way. out. I didn't know he yeah. played that limited tog. No. Yeah, so huge upside for this guy. And he, yeah, wasn't in the ruck that much, obviously, when he was on the ground. The guy that I've really been keen on this year, and a bit of a role change, I think, from my eye this game, was uh, Curtis Taylor playing on a wing. So for me, he's been playing a lot of the half forward role. 83 points on a wing. I've got a lot of interest in Curtis Taylor. You guys? Not as much as you do it, I think. He's I've a liked, I just yeah. like, I don't like the way he goes about it. I watch, like, I watch North quite a bit because you guys never want to watch North, so I try to watch him as much as possible to, to ease the burden. And like, he's just so up and down, like, because he mm. he gets used in so many different roles. Like, he shows so much flair, but he's only twenty two. He's a North. It's just North Melbourne. But like, wing, I feel like they've played mm. a lot. Like, he might have played there a little bit, but I feel like he's been mostly forward. And, he has been mostly forward, but he's been playing wing like, a little but bit. But he was there for like a lot of the game. Eighty three points. You know, he's a forward eligible player, and I don't think he's owned by. You know, yeah. I think he'd be on your your way. We think we spoke about him yeah, last week. How like he looked super. Yeah. He looked super good in his like first year when he was a cheapy, cheapy and classic. Mm. We talked about that year, but 
It's just North Melbourne. Like, you'd have to see more from North Melbourne before you consider someone like Taylor. I, don't know, I think Buzz is onto this one, guys. Don't right. <laughs> see uh, yeah. What do you think about Taron Thomas? Yeah, so um, I'm not going to go. Like, he apparently it came out with that he had a family tragedy during the week. So you you know you don't want to go um, too hard on this guy. He's obviously going through something. So, but yeah, it was it was three disposals for the game. Um, obviously, a lot to work on. And they've come out and said they might still play him again this week, just based on the. The harsh week he had. Um, look, I'm actually just saying in this, I'm buying Taron stock. Like, I'm I'm still all in on this guy. Um, there's some there's stuff going on this year, but I can't. You can't blame anyone for playing crap in this North Melbourne team at the moment. I think there's so much going on. And Taron Thomas, from what I've seen in his young career so far, I'm still stocks in on this guy. Um, and yeah, I'm just going to chalk this year up to something, and I, I'm going to be I'm going to be buying all that all that stock and, and looking forward to the upturn. So, um, Andrew Keegan, uh, sorry, Keegan has come through on the chat asking for the late question: Is Thomas still keepable next year? He only gets to keep eight. Do you rate him that highly that you would keep him in your top eight players? Depend, it depends on your list, yeah. but probably not. Yeah, he hasn't had more than 19 touches this year. No, like if you, yeah, it depends. It completely depends on who what your list is, but eight keepers, like I don't know how many teams, yeah, you. you you're probably not keeping him. He's not in the top 100 players. No, no. You're not keeping him in that league, but in in stashable leagues, in dynasty leagues and stuff, like I'd be buying him now because you're never going to get him cheaper, I wouldn't think. People would be jumping off right now. That's a fact. Yeah. Any other players? Uh, Not relevant, but Ben Mackay moved forward. So much like his brother Harry, um, playing a bit of forward in this game, only scored the 30 points. But look, if he's not down back, and we saw it in this game, Fogarty, Tex, everyone getting off the chain against North. It did just, he, um, it did just he kick ma- any goals? I think he kicked one. Kick one. Kick one. So one of my mates had, must have got the inside word or something that he was playing forward and had um, in a Mackay, multi or something. Mackay to kick three goals. <laughs> it was playing a fair oh, bit right. too. Yeah, but like didn't come off obviously but yeah must have known he was playing forward yeah just interesting I think more for the defender matchups like just keep streaming everything against North like you, it'll come off especially those forwards next game uh, Collingwood versus GWS did we 2G for P Harry Himmelberg last week oh he's now anyway so he's officially officially 2G for P see ya 30 touches nine, 11 marks he had 9 yeah. kick-ins too like Collingwood were wayward I think he had 9 and Cumming had 12 so it was just like it's funny, Point um, City just there Stato was talking about it. The Statesman um, from the Draft Doctors and the Pod Pod was talking about it on the Pod Pod this week. Like the coach apparently still came out re- like recently and just said like, "Oh, yeah, they're, they're fucking with us." <laughs> yeah, like we might look at him at forward again, and they did it late in this game, I think. And they're like, "Oh, look, they're struggling for options up forward." It's like, God, you can't. You surely you can't. But if they don't have that player, I'm still super worried that he could be B two P in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. I don't know. There's, I've. For yeah. now, farewell. You're right. You're right. It while you can, but there's yeah. like there's probably no more uncertain player than him. Uh, he's such moment. an interesting um, trade, like conundrum. Mm. I think. Yeah. Anyways, two G four P. See you later. Uh, Jesse Hogan had 89 points, and I really loved his game. He kicked four goals, but um, uh, it was probably more about his movement and his hunger that he uh, showed on there on the weekend. Um, I think you talk. You like him a lot, Hef. I was not fiercely by you for having him in my top fifty forwards. Is he in the yep. top fifty this year? Probably. I don't know. I don't know uh, what yeah. he's averaging. No, nah, neither. But um, he looks up and about. So you know that was always the bit of the the worry with Hogan. Is he? You know, does he really want to be out there? And I reckon he's actually looking very interested. And it's showing lately. I had a really good last month. Had a couple of eighties um, and a seventy. 
He's one that's 73% owned, so right on the, the borderline, and he could be one depending on the, the kind of upcoming fixture, whether you kind of play him. Uh, if you're in a shallow league, he's, he's worth a look for sure. Cause he's, I, he's, I said he's earlier in the preseason that he's probably at that age where he puts all that bullshit behind him, kind of like what we thought Dugowie had done last year type mm-hmm. thing. Before America. Before, yeah. before, yeah, America and this, this year. But, um, yeah, like, and I've, I've got faith in him going forward. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, this year is looking great. Uh, Lockie Ash had 79 points and that kind of roller coaster for coaches continues. Uh, solid enough game from him, 17 touches, bobbed up for a goal late and uh, eight CBAs. So, you know, another one that's part of that that midfield mix and they've got plenty of those guys there. So, uh, interesting to see what comes out at the end of the year. But if you if you own him, I think he's worth holding or, or that. I think, you know, there's still some upside there. On to the Pies, still side bottom. He had 98 points and I was about to go still goat bottom because he was on 78 points at half time. But um, yeah, he just stopped very dramatically on 20 points in the last half. But look, he's had three 90s in his last four games and I think he's an integral part of the the Pies finals push. So they're going to look to use him because he's that class. He's a really good by foot. Obviously, he always can bob it for a goal. So yeah. I'm not sure what his ownership is worth, but I reckon if you're contending, you know, he's got centre forward status, just worth looking at, um, you know, one of those veterans you can bring in late to kind of steer your side to a flag. Uh, Will Hoskinelli, he had 98 points too. Bit of the tip of the cap, he does that every now and then, but don't get sucked in. He gets um, nice roles that let him score like that, like on the wing for a hot entire game, stuff like that. For one, yeah, for yeah. one game every yeah. six weeks forwards. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, Braden Maynard, your boy, have 92 points from him. He looks back. Was he like 72 at half time or something? I was really getting excited was about that. There was a few guys like that. <laughs> yeah. Side bottom was the other one, but um, you know. He would have been happy to score a sixty. A few I think it was weeks, his one fifty. I said to my mate at the footy, he's like, "It's his one fifty today. He's going to score one fifty today." And then yeah, he was on seventy two half times. Like, told you, like, whoa, told you, should have much money <laughs> on that. But uh, look, things did look dire for a while this year for for Maynard, who was kind of playing that lockdown role. But kudos to those who kept the faith and oh, he'll and still get those him. lockdown roles. Though. That's the thing. Like, you just got to ride the wave with him. But his good his good games are going to be yeah more than more yeah. than handy. Just so hope he does it on grand final week. Yeah, twenty two touches, nine marks off that halfback flank in that in that milestone game. So well done to him and Jack Ginnivan he had 78 points and you know played that real I suppose Jack Ginnivan kind of game the little niggler the uh, ruffles and feathers that kind of thing <laughs> but uh, kick one snag but had like a I think a PB 18 touches so the second best score of his career as well so I reckon he's looking stashable like as that um Interesting to see if he's got a few more strings to his bow, whether he could like float in the midfield mm. for a few CBAs and that kind of thing. Obviously, still very young, second-year player. But, um, you know, for a small forward, can kind of put up, you know, scores around that each week. I he was in like every contest. Like yeah. I watched bits of this and it was just like he was under the pack every single time, you know. Like he would have had 18 touches, but like, you know. It was everywhere. It was everywhere. Yeah. 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 So, definitely worth looking at him for the future. I quite like him. All right, moving on to the Port Adelaide versus Gold Coast game. Can we make it a rule in this uh, game, case that we're not allowed to talk about the subs? I think subs are something that we shouldn't be able nah, to. Nah, we'll, we'll get right into over, it. You nah, have to play on. over 11% yeah, uh, like time that. on ground. Let's not talk about nah, any No, no, nah, we'll, we'll definitely. We might <laughs> squeeze one in there. Uh, but do you get to see any of this game, mate? I was there. I was at the game. I was just, yeah. Oh, just, you were there, yeah. I was just chatting and I was sitting in a seat like on ground level, so it wasn't really great. But you, no, are, you are a gas bagger at the footy, I've got to say. Oh, yeah, I talked to you. been there much, for a couple, yeah, of, couple yeah. of times and, yeah, don't get to watch much No, it's hard work. Um. Anyway, epic game though for this one. The epic finish to the football? game. Do you talk about football? Oh, not really. Well, I'm okay. with my mates. So we just talk shit and just okay. drink beers and it's on in the background. I thought it just might be like yeah. Ken Hinckley pitchfork. Oh, no, there's definitely heap of that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. So, no, no, there's heap of that. But there's a fair bit of shit talking going on too. Let's talk about the biggest name in this game and it was Braden Fiorini getting his 16 points. Crucial points, I might add. Three disposals and two tackles. But I ask you, 
He was available to come on as the sub. I think it was late in the third quarter he was available to come on. Why is that? And into the last quarter, there was an injury. Okay. To um, Alec Davies. Mm-hmm. You say Alec? Alex. <laughs> Davies. <laughs> he was used for a grand total of 12 minutes as your super sub. Great coaching, Stewie Jew, in a tight game to use those fresh legs. Enjoy that loss, Stewie. It's on you. Yeah, Fiorini would have been the difference. Anyway, let's go. He could have been. been. That's a, but look. He actually could have come been. Come on. Yeah. Like, you've got fresh legs, 12 minutes. Oh, so my Davis God. So, Davis was, like, properly I can't, injured. Look, I, I can't wait for him to leave. God, just leave. Yeah. He, like, here's, the, here's my number one buy target if you're rebuilding, like, Goodness gracious, next year, if he goes anywhere- Are you going to go as far to say he's Will Brody 2.0? No, he's 8.0. Because he will average 120 at his next destination, guaranteed. Okay. Guaranteed. Ben Ainsworth, I've been a little bit late to this train, and um, he might even be edging on the 2G just about, but he keeps getting those 70s, I think, so it's not quite the 80s. I said last week he hasn't- He's only gone under 70 once since round Yeah, he's just consistent. So, he'll be on it. He'll be on most squads, I think, but 111. Um- and he's just looking really good. And I think it's worth pointing out, I've mentioned it on a couple of pods now, Gold Coast's scoring this year is just like, I, w- I would almost want to say historically low. The only dude averaging over a ton is Took Miller. The rest of, there was only three over 80 when I looked last time. That was last week. So to be averaging like what he's doing all right this year, um, like even if it's in the 60s or 70s, I think that's actually a good result. And he's got some good upside. Isaac Rankin, 64 points. Um, I'm still buying stocks in him. I think he's going to go into the midfield in the future and do some serious damage. He's looking eye test off the charts, dangerous in their forward line. So I think um, it's still time to buy Isaac Rankin. He's just coming into his own at the moment. And I think he does have that scope to go in the midfield in the future. Jack Bowes, only the 44 points, um, disappointing in defense. But I do want to note, um, Port, a pretty tough matchup for those defenders. Yeah. We've seen it all year. So, honestly, if somebody drops him after picking him up, it might be time to scoop him up straight away, I think. I think you just avoid streaming against Port yeah. in general. So, yeah. I think looking at that, people might be scared off, oh, he's had a couple of crap games in a row. He'll keep his spot in the side and forty-four, and he'll do a lot better than that. So, hopefully somebody drops him. Jack Lukosius re-signed for four years as well. Just uh, good to note um, in the show. I was just looking uh, for the got- Crows that probably thought they were a chance of getting him mm, next year. Yep, I reckon. Yeah. Fiorini's got one more year in his contract at the Suns. Ooh. Trade, second round pick. Could trade this. We will request a trade at the year's end. Is I this- don't know. He, Is like, really he had a in the chance to leave him, a couple of years ago, so I'm just worried he's just uh, likes living in Gold Coast or something. That's what it said in the press release in 2020. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Like, he calls Gold Coast home. Well, he's going to have to find a new coast, I think, <laughs> to find home. <laughs> uh, just talking on the port side of things, Finlayson and Dixon, the combo was pretty good again. And, and Dixon in particular, uh, I, I, Finlayson probably had a more impactful game. But in terms of fantasy, uh, Dixon was the one that scored better in this one. So, Finlayson was very impressive. It also well. looked, though, like to me, again, not paying heaps of attention and having a few beers and whatnot. Like, later on in the game, like, Dixon was the one winning the hitouts. 
And like it felt like later in the game, they relied on Dixon a lot more in the ruck. Dixon took over in the third quarter. Yeah, that's what like, I mean. He like, absolutely took over. It seemed over. to me as like, we are getting yeah. smashed in the ruck here. We need to do something about this. Yeah. Chuck, which leads to my next point is I think Scott Lysett's going to be coming back very, very yeah, soon he is, yeah. into the team. So. so this is a tip of the cap yeah. due to Lysett's near return. But yeah, Dixon looked fantastic. And obviously, for, as a Port fan, you'd be very excited that he's getting back into form. Cause yeah, he, but not he's in the position you want him to he's be sort in your, He's sort of your barometer, though. So really nice mark in front of goal, I guess. Guy, I am interested in those Kane. Farrell, 92 Absolutely. points. He was playing on a wing in this game that I noted. Um, and at the ground, you're a big fan of him. He's got that booming peg. <laughs> We're um, talking about this on the wave wide pod. Mm-hmm. Like that goal, they look like he kicked the goal for mine. Like oh, I was certain that was through. Like ACL, coming back off an ACL. And this is a mid-year coming back off an ACL. You know how I said mm-hmm. I'd give guys, I usually give mm-hmm. guys 12 months coming mm-hmm. back. Like showing this <coughs> amount of signs this early. Yeah. yeah, like exciting stuff. And I think he's got forward status, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, he does. Uh, he probably won't keep it. A uh, year or two. Uh, wing. year or two. I think I, it was last year I owned him in as a rookie in our home league. Mm. And like, obviously did his ACL and his Devo. And I was like, I really like Kane Farrell. But like, yep. as you said, like there was no way in hell that I was going to pick him up this year because I thought, oh, look, he might be back, you know, maybe yeah. only from now, just starting to play footy in general. And um, yeah, he's exceeding expectations. That sort sure. of role on this team, like he's probably up there with your top, top wave of pickups, I'd, I'd yeah. suggest this week. Yeah. All right, and uh, just rounding it out, Xavier Desma, look, he only scored 68, but he had some influence from my eye, and he's back on that wing. So, you know, only had the 16 touches, and I think he had six turnovers as well, so not too great. But good to see him back. Hopefully, we can get some continuity and the Durs of old returns. Riley Bonner, 107 points, 30 touches. Then it comes out he's uh, fractured a cheekbone, I think, and, re- and out for three to four weeks. So Devastating. Uh, he was just about 2 G'd um, after I that one. I think we should 2 G him after yeah, that one. He's, he's had some big hundreds. Like, he's had a lot of tons yeah, this year. But then he's out. And looking legit too. Yeah. yeah like, was looking, and and like remember player. how he finished? I think he finished last year super yeah. strong as well. So it's almost like back. he's becoming one of these back That's why I kept him in my guys. keepers this year. Yeah. And I was just like, and it's like, I've, Felt like my first, I was finally going to get Lysa back this week. I got Jack Steele back and I finally had like team at full fitness. Mm. Then I lose Bailey Scott and um, yeah, brutal. this week. So uh, I just to want to touch on, like this guy's 2G. I just want to get your thoughts quickly. Just a very quick thing. Uh, Connor Rosie, he's obviously going to be pure mid next year by the looks. Where do you rank him sort of on those keeper scales? Like how high are you putting him now? Because he's putting together like an amazing string of form to end this year. Do you reckon he's just going to go up and up and up, take another step up next year? And is he one of your top? Like how high is he going in your, in your keepers in the midfield? Because obviously as a forward, he's super tantalizing. But yeah. like is he an 85 to 90? Or is he like a 90 to 95 mid? Or is he? can he push 100 if plus I'm next year? I'm starting a new league, I'm trying to get one or two kind of more established midfielders under my belt before I'm picking him. Plus, I'm trying to get probably a, a back and a forward in those kind of things, maybe even a ruck too. So, I think after that's when you start looking at him. What but do you reckon he can average? Like, what's his? I'm not what's as high his on you as probably other people are, though. So, what do you reckon? What's his last five averages? 96. So, do you reckon that's a minimum of what he can produce, or is that about what he can produce? I reckon he can go 100 plus. 100 plus next year. Yeah. Next year. This is his first year playing as a full mid, and he's just like as the season goes, he's just getting better and better in the role. A bit might hinge on what Boat kind of does, or two. Yeah, wouldn't it? Uh, it's just interesting because he is that well. he is that mm. impact versus like rack him up kind of guy, but yeah. he's starting to rack him up as well. So I'm just interested into where. But yeah, yeah, I probably wouldn't go. I'd probably start thinking about like fifth, fifth, sixth round type thing. But mm. I'm again like I'm not youth as youth focused as other people are. All so right. if you did go higher, I probably wouldn't judge you. But it's just not what I'm doing. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. All right, that'll do it. Cool. All right. Well, if you enjoyed the show, can you please consider becoming a member and supporting the podcast? Because essentially, we just 
we can't do this podcast without having members. So yeah, if you like the content we put out each week and you, uh, you want to keep it going each week, then please consider becoming a member. Um, but if you do, we'll reward you with our bonus resources, which is the uh, weekly CBAs, uh, the kick-in data, scores for and against, which includes the uh, by player type as well, which is good. Um, so you can see, you know, key defenders, small defenders, midfielders. That's what I'm talking about scores. when I yeah when I mention those stats on the pod. That's yep. what I'm using. Um, yeah, projections, breakout tracker, much much more. Also get access to the pod pod if you're into classic as well, which uh, seems to be very popular out there as well. So if you're keen on signing up, there's a link in the description below. And yeah, support the podcast, keep it going each week. Uh, we'll thank the gold members before we get into the vital trudge watch. Um, Case, your turn. <laughs> My turn. A big, big thank you to Daniel Nesbitt, Stephen Mann, Jared Buskell, Luke Farrows, Nick Wall, Charles Lowe, Luke Farrows, Shannon Page, uh, the original DOS, Aiden the superior Macrosti, DOS, Aiden yeah. Crossy, yes. The, Aiden. Yeah. No, nah, you need the you need to have the H on front to get DOS status, unfortunately. Uh, he will beg to do it. ADOS. Yeah, another nah, rule that we're on. not going to implement. <laughs> and uh, Michael Paul. Uh, thanks to all of you. All right, it's time for Trudge Watch, guys. Let's uh, let's do it. Trudge Watch. Now, did you get my email? May- no, maybe no. The theme has arrived. The oh, theme really? has arrived. <laughs> all right, so all right, well, I'll put this in <laughs> as of now. All right, onto the trudge watch. Trudge. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh trudge, 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 trudge. <laughs> so, Trudgy, second most uh, disposals on the on the day for Carlton, only below Paddy Dow, who had 37, but we don't talk Ooh, about him. Paddy. Joel Trudgeon, one behind, 17 kicks, 17 handballs, Ooh. nine marks, Ooh. eight tackles, oh. eight clearances for 146, 146 fantasy points. All right. If he's not on a list next year, I don't know. Yep. So it's this coming. is just something we're just wrong. Basically, a PSA for drafts next year. Like when you're watching the draft, watching the best fantasy scorers, he's going to be one that you need to start looking at for the future. Essentially, so he's relevant on this podcast now. Oh, just yeah. yeah, he's going to be playing the next Oracle year. and the Doracle were on this early. No, yeah. I'm definitely. I'm only just getting on board now, and I'm still probably not on board until he gets listed on an AFL list. But when he does, I'm, I'm there. So uh, is he early enough? Is is <laughs> the, hor- the Oracles <laughs> <laughs> jumped on board? I don't know. Anyways, uh, yeah, that's Trudge Watch for another week. All right, first question of the week comes from AntG25. Is Boak a good player to target if contending? Still a decent young player with the potential for him. Oh, sorry, sell a decent young player with a potential for him. Um, others he's looking at are Redden and Ross. Kaze, you're the Boak owner. I, I, I do think he is a good target if you're contending, but what's what's your thoughts? Yeah, I do. Well, I brought him in this year because of that. Like, he was started the year on fire, like, you know, really big 100s. But, you know, he's averaging 90 in his last five games, averaging 95 the year. I reckon he's just safe as houses for like a, a 90 each week, which I like. Yeah, he'll get that 90. He's, he like, we were talking about the start of the year, like he's not going to maintain that 100 plus. But, um, yeah, like I said, like if he's your last midfielder, like I'd be taking that 90 every day of the week for sure. What, what I love about him, he's 33 and he's still averaging five tackles a game. Yeah. You know, like he's still he's a hungry workhorse. man. Yeah. Am I right in saying he started to hot and finished a bit cool last year too, though? Yeah. 
something to No, I'd actually, no, he was pretty consistent. I think he was high up in the brown low. So, I don't think he was that. I just bad. remember him coming out the same deal. It was like, oh, do we need to get this guy in classic and everything? And then it was yeah. like, he kind of cooled, cooled off, off a bit. Uh, but just have to check. No, he was pretty, pretty consistent. Pretty consistent. Okay. Yeah. All right. At Trav014, are the new GWS roles real? Is big Tristan Cherry's time on ground a good sign of his scoring potential? So, yeah. Um, I think, first of all, GWS roles... What do you reckon? Do you reckon everyone plays in that same role? Do you reckon Taranto, what does he do? Does he get more midfield time coming in? That's the main one I'm not too sure on. But in terms of Himmelberg, he's probably going to stay in defence, you think? GWS, new roles. Tristan. That's, he's asking two questions. Two questions. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's still hard to tell, but yeah, like if Taranto's stuck for Well, Cornelio's staying in midfield, obviously. Yeah, That's isn't, isn't it? Um, is this Taranto's last year on contract? Oh, I thought he just signed another big one, but mm. I'm not sure. Okay. I suppose the big question is like, what we see this year doesn't mean it's going to translate to next year. So how far? That's very true. How far ahead are you looking? Like yeah. if you're going, are these roles going to stay the same for this year? I reckon you could. Well, I know this guy has just yes. he's just traded in Himmelberg because yeah. he's in our league, so that's probably what he's wondering. But I reckon Himmelberg is safe for this year. But for next year, yeah, know, it does is it if it's not um, McVeigh? You know, does someone else have an idea of what they want to do with that side? I think his contracts up this year okay. which would mean I think if they're looking at playing Surely other options more news about him if they're looking at playing other options in the midfield and not exposing him to bulk midtime um, I'd suggest that uh, I'll be buying that stock this year for an explosion next year I think this guy's like basically the next Dane Swan type like 24 years old he, he can go one right. out of contract at the end of yeah. 2022 there's just no noise about that I'll be buying those I'll be buying him now and just it doesn't matter if he's a midfielder next year when he plays in the guts he's 110 kind of guy yeah he's, he's a fantasy pig really yeah. Um, and yeah I reckon Cherries is a good sign but I think this well. year for that I'd yeah, I'd be watching the next couple of weeks. I feel like they will just play him forward. And like you said, they've got Cogs in there. They've got... Like, even Kelly's well. not even playing in there at mm. the moment. Like, he got shifted out a bit this week. Yeah. Anyway, so, no. moving on. We get asked this every week, but Toby B, Raman team asks, will Darcy Cameron keep Grundy out of the side? Or will he instantly go back to obscurity? I think his fantasy score is definitely impacted by Grundy coming back. There's no way they don't play Grundy. So yep. Yep. He'll yep. Yep. Yeah, he'll go back to unfield. Well, not yeah, like unfieldable. He'll unfieldable, play, but, but it'll, be, it'll affect both of them, really. Like, they, I reckon mm-hmm. it's going to have a negative effect on both. It's going to so. be... What's the... What's the play? Oh, yeah. It's going to be like the Laddams-Hickey situation, yeah. except the, probably not to the, as Or the Gorn-Jackson situation, yeah. which is going to be the same uh, thing. Probably a better... Yeah. Yeah. Script, maybe. yeah. Mm. Anyway, um, uh, at Xavier Munro, what happened to B Dubs? Is it time to jump off or hold? I'm going to ask Kay's if it's time to jump off Bailey Williams. I can answer that if you want. <laughs> no, that's so. all good. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure why you're on in the first place, is the bigger question. Uh, what's the role looking like, Dossie? I think it was fine in this. I, th- I think it was pretty similar in this game. It just, like, yeah, just kind of didn't come his way. Did he get I was JJ? literally, I, I'm not going to lie. I was like, I think it was like three quarters of the way through the first quarter. I'm like, I was checking if he was in the team because I barely <laughs> I noticed him late. It. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, he's there. Like, he did a couple of nice things, actually. But <laughs> Did yeah. he have a shot at goal late or tried it? Yeah, I think hard. he was involved. He's but, always hungry. Um, yeah, obviously, it was just a stinker. So, hopefully, he can um, bounce back. Uh, next question. Um, Richard Eliadis, would you trade Big O for Grundy in a keeper league? Yes, I would get rid of Oscar McInerney if that's who you're talking about to get Grundy in. I would. Would you guys? How old is Brody Grundy? Not super old, 26, 27? <sighs> 28. I wonder if they rotated Bales back a bit. I'm trying to remember. Wait, so we, we're actually saying we may consider Oscar well, McInerney. I really enjoyed what I saw from Oscar McInerney on the weekend. Know, but he's, he's only played against he's up and uh, down. Luke Jackson. Yeah. What's big O for Grundy? Yeah, can someone can we listen to the question? <laughs> so he wants to get rid of... Uh, same, uh, he wants to... McInerney's going to be 28 this year too, so no. 
You want Grundy, right? Every yeah. other week. I genuinely thought McInerney was like 23 or something like that. Now, like, I remember like, you saying like, oh, yeah, it's good to see two young rucks, Jackson versus McInerney. I was like, dude, he's like seven years older. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> um, at T2Q03, um, I have Cherry and Laddams. We'll either keep Ford's status uh, next year and we'll either be their club's number one ruck. I think they both be the num- club's number one ruck, but I don't think either keep Cherry times. might. Cherry might. Cherry's had a lot of forward yeah, okay. late in the year. Yeah. Like I don't H- think Laddams yeah. will be their number one ruck. Okay. Hickey's pretty old though. What do you think? Yeah, but like... I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what... You know, what I think when the dust settles. I'm way high on Cherry. Yeah. I'm I like, like so. really yeah. high on Cherry, to yeah. be honest. Like he's only playing like... I like both not of them, to be much t- Not much um, ruck time. Yeah. He's still scoring okay. I like both of them though going forward. I think if you've got either of them, you're going to be pretty safe for a, for a number of years, I think. Mm. I'm Cherry way ahead of Adams. Yeah. Um, needs a FUIC. Thoughts on Kyle Langford's output for the rest of the season. What do you think he goes at, Kay? Is he uh, a bombs man? If he kind of slots back onto that wing, I think he's... It's a decent enough role, like we've seen, like, a, like Durham and stuff play there. And you know, what is the average from here on, though? Uh, like seventy-five. I think he can do a seventy-five, like eighty comfortably. Yeah, at, at the huge. minimum. Yeah, because I think he's going to be he's going to be slow to start off with. Yeah, yeah. and Agreed. he might work his way back in. Agreed. Um, so he might put up some good scores later on, but I think he's going to be slow yeah, for the next few weeks. weeks. Um, Nathan John asks: um, Are Gresham, Rosie, and Taranto likely to hold forward status next year? I did a bit digging into this one actually, so. Rosie last three weeks has been very midfield so if that continues it's no. basically gone yep. and it's going to continue because he's killing it in there um, Gresham he's a chance to keep it uh, last four last game he only had 40 CBAs he's been up and down like sometimes he gets up to that 60 kind of 70 mark depends like what plays out but I think if things continue to keep going up and down he should do enough to keep it mm. and Taranto should also but wait and see what happens with McVeigh to see what he does when he actually plays yeah, whether or not that was just warming him into yeah, it exactly. and he gets a gig yeah, yeah that's one to really watch yeah um, we've got what's it got Dossie different Dossie go to Dossie spectacular written here on yeah there. I wanted to say those because somebody's counting my third person oh okay oh, I counted tonight you did two and a half that's pretty good actually so I lowered my average so I was going to try and beat my what was it last time 12 yeah, references to myself I think I beat him too and you can't count them now so that's all good damn it get that average down yeah. 2.5 today thank oh, you let's bring the average that's down as if you were counting yeah. you bastard <laughs> <laughs> anyways let's wrap it up I reckon uh, you might have hit, pipped me this one with all your oracles uh, no, I reckon and I just did one oracle anyway. it was a very grandiose oracle but <laughs> yeah only the one Get around us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Keep League Pod on all of those platforms. Uh, make sure you use our Manscaped code at manscaped.com. That's Keeper20. Get 20% off and free shipping. Buy yourself a pair of those Boxer Briefs 2.0 and be the comfiest man in the room. Uh, and also sign up as a member, support the podcast, keep it going each week. And uh, yeah, in return, we'll support you with all our bonus resources. Anything else from you two? There really is nothing like a Sean Scrotum. I suggest you try it. Jesus Christ. That's <laughs> from Austin Powers. <laughs> okay, good. I don't remember that one, but uh, yeah. Anything from you, Case? Dossie different. <laughs> Dossie is different. <laughs> See ya. Bye.